Hi everybody, my name is Steve Smith. I'm the editor of PHC News Magazine. Today I am talking to Arthur Smith from A.O. Smith and Dan Reddig from Lock and Clark. Dan and Arthur, thanks for coming on today. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us uh, briefly about uh, what keeps you busy during the day. All right. So as you said, my name is Arthur Smith. I'm a product manager here at A.O. Smith Water Heaters uh, and I've been with the company about eight years. I am directly responsible for our residential heat pump water heaters, as well as some other high efficiency water heaters. But really, I do a lot of coordination between our, our sales team, our marketing team, and our engineering teams in terms of bringing new products to market, as well as supporting our existing uh, water heaters. And Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah, so Dan Reddick, I'm also a product manager here at Lock & Bar. My main responsibilities are uh, light commercial and residential boilers. Uh, been in the product management department for about nine years, got about a year in technical service. And then prior to that, um, was an HVAC service technician, uh, mainly with commercial refrigeration for about nine, 10 years. And that's kind of what got me into, you know, the heat pump technology, which we'll be talking about today. Well, perfect. Well, uh, Dan and Arthur are here to talk about heat pump water technology. Uh, in general, and I guess in specifically how it impacts energy and efficiency goals in many parts of the country. So, Ian and Arthur, certainly everybody can answer the questions. Uh, I think I can discern some voices here, and I do have some uh, very good questions but to your PR context. So I'm glad to have those. But uh, the first question is about you know explaining technology. And it's funny they say at a high level. Now <laughs> we can talk at a high level if you want, but how about how about starting at a low level for my case? Why don't you explain the, the idea of heat pump technology for us? Yeah, if you don't mind, Steve, I can I can answer that one. You know, so when I was learning about refrigeration, I guess the first thing they told us, you know, was, hey, we don't actually, there's no cooling involved. You know, we think with our home, we cool our home. We're actually not cooling our home. We're, we're taking heat and removing it from where we don't want it and putting it somewhere else. So that's what we're doing with the heat pump technology on the water heating side. We're removing heat from ambient conditions. Or from the source water, we're actually moving that through the refrigeration into the um, vessel that holds the domestic hot water. So, I mean, that's real high level. Um, now, the technology in there, you know, you've got different components, compressor that helps move the refrigerant. But that's really how it's efficient is we're just taking heat that's available and moving it to a different location. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And why is this so important now? I mean, give us a little bit of a history lesson here because heat pump technology is not necessarily new. Heat pump water heating, heat pump water heating but it's still kind of a new kid on the block, I guess, compared to uh, traditional kind of tank type water heaters and tankless, I guess, too. But why are we why are we talking about this now? What's the big thing that's pushing this as a trend? So I'll speak on the residential side to get us started. Okay. So I'd say, I mean, our customers are always looking to save money um, on their their operating or their utility bills. But really, as we push the the efficiency and the technology further and further, the savings just become more and more impressive. So today you're looking at, you know, $300, $400 a year in, in utility bill savings. Um, so that just makes it, it, you know, more and more attractive to customers. Okay. And then at the same time, you've got, you know, additional electricity generation coming in from renewable sources. So customers are looking at high efficiency ways to utilize that electricity. Um, and heat pump water heaters are a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dan, anything to add on the commercial side in terms of uh, the history of uh, the technology, the use of it, what, what, what 
creating this drive and need for it? Yeah. So, you know, as Arthur said on the residential, I mean, this has been something that's been around for a while now in the commercial. This is really, you know, new for us, you know, as, as a corporation and then obviously, you know, as an industry. And it's really being driven by the mandates or that are coming by certain certain areas of the country. You know, we've always had low carbon emissions with our high efficiency products and we've never, you know, really touted it, just doing it as being the right thing. But as as now we're looking to completely eliminate, you know, gas products in some areas, you know, you know, go, you know, major on the carbon reduction, complete electrification. You know, we've decided as a corporation that this commercial heat pump is, is something that we needed to look at and, and to get into. So we have a solution for our customers. So um, very new and it's really being driven by mandates. But, you know, since we've released this product, uh, definitely are, are seeing why, because it's coming from multiple parts of the country's request for, for this kind of technology. Are there any federal uh, mandates for uh, energy efficiency standards that we should know about? Or is it mostly at this point for pumps, at least more statewide and, and, and uh, regional, I guess? Huh? What, what, what's going on in terms of the standards for these kind of equipment driving? Yeah. Uh, so, so as far as on the, on the commercial side, you, you know, the, the standards, you know, there's some testing as far as DOE efficiency testing, but they really don't have, I think, you know, when you think about maybe heat pump technology in general, when you think about the stuff used for cooling and, and heating for space heating and space cooling, there are some sear values and stuff like that, that there's limits, but there's really nothing like that set yet for the commercial. It's really, you know, based off of, you know, state areas where they're trying to, you, you know, remove that carbon footprint from, from the emissions, you know, go electrification. You got parts of the country that, you know, aren't even running gas lines to new commercial buildings. Right, right. That's right. I hear that more and more these days. So on the, the residential side, I'd say the at a federal level or a national level, we did go through a, like a round of efficiency, minimum efficiency increases back in 2015. Um, and, and so that effectively mandated heat pump water heaters for residential water heaters over 55 gallons. Sorry, for on the electric side, at least. I, I think what we largely saw is customers shifted to that 50 to 55 gallon that you sort of made do with smaller products, smaller water heaters. But it did certainly lead to some e-pump water heater adoption. All right, all right. Most of the activity now, though, is at the state level, as Dan mentioned, sort of on this electrification pathway, really looking at removing gas from the homes. Yeah, you, you read more and more about that electrification of everything, I guess, is the catchphrase. Arthur, you mentioned that it's you know, certainly clearly on a state level. Is it a matter of, uh, do you know how many states, for example, are enacting uh, any of these standards or, or, or creating a push for this as opposed to others? I mean, what is it a majority of the states or is it still, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure California would probably lead the way as they usually do. But what about, uh, what does it look like from a state level? If California is really leading the way and sort of setting the standard. Yeah. Uh, we would expect additional states, possibly in the Northeast, which is another historical strong gas market to right. follow. Right. And then in terms of really pushing utilities, the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. specifically Washington and Oregon, have been really aggressive um, in driving heat pump adoption. Yeah. Now that's more of an electric to heat pump conversion rather than gas to heat pump. All right. All right. Fair enough. Now, let me ask you. Um, you know, again, we can break it down to commercial and residential as well. Uh, what type of, pro uh, of projects would be best suited for? Is there an ideal commercial setting? Is there an ideal residential setting uh, for this type of uh, equipment for water heating? 
So um, on the residential side, it, it really can be applied just about anywhere. You see a lot of heat pumps used in, re- in uh, single family homes. The main consideration with a residential unit, at least, is the space available to the water heater. So because yeah. you're taking heat from the air, right. it's sufficient access or air around the water heater to operate. Okay. So it's a little harder to fit in multifamily or like, you know, condos or apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly workable with some of our kind of confined space solutions. Mm-hmm. And Dan, is there an ideal commercial uh, application for this type of equipment? Yeah, I mean, anywhere, uh, I mean, anybody needs hot water, they can be applied, you know, as Arthur said, space. Uh, When you think about the heat pump, it's probably the biggest hurdle that we have to look at or or people have to think about when they're designing for a heat pump system. Because, you know, the concept of the heat pump water heater is that heat pump wants to run in the you know, off period, say, you know, when there is not a large domestic demand and, and we're trying to charge tanks. And, and so what we're trying to do is charge a large volume of water. So, you know, in the commercial water heating, sometimes people will go with small storage and a large BTUs and just really charge that tank up quickly. Uh, but with the heat pump, because of the technology, the way it is, you, you know, you, you need more volume and not as many BTUs or as horse, much horsepower firing that tank. Uh, so that's really when, when people are looking at it, it can be applied anywhere. It's just it's going to take a little bit more space for tank volume, whether that's on the roof or, or in, in, in a mechanical room. What we're seeing is really the education that we have to do to the public out there, um, you know, to educate them on hey how these are applied properly. Because the last thing we want to do is have this technology applied and, and then not function as people are expecting. Sure, sure. I do have uh, some questions to ask about contractors and engineers and what they, I guess, need to know. But uh, before we get to that, I do have some questions in front of me about some new lines that came out in July for both of you guys. We can talk about some of that new product if you'd like, but uh, I'm also kind of curious about, you know, what, what you see happening in the next several years, too, for this technology. I'll let Dan speak to some of our recent product launches first in the jump into the future. All right. Dan, tell me about what's uh, on the market right now. Yeah, so, um, you know, we just like, as you said, in July, right after the holiday, um, we are introduced, you know, commercial line of heat pumps. We offered, uh, you know, air source models, uh, water source models and some modular water source. And when, you know, say air, air source, so everybody understands, that's where we're pulling the heat from the ambient air. So that's very similar to the heat pump that most of us probably know at our home. The, the water is more of a a commercial application for geothermal or waste heat where it picks up a BTUs from a source water and, and then transfers those BTUs into um, the, the tank. And then a modular, it's, it's more made for to be able to mix and match as far as, you know, adapt that heat pump. Say can, we can cascade up to eight of them, but we can adapt them to a mechanical room. So it could be four units back to back or two side by side. It's just made to really be compact in the mechanical space, try to take advantage of what space is available. But we've got six air source models, six modular models, and then we've got eight or sorry, eight modular and then six water source. But the the modular can get us all the way up to two million BTUs. So that's a large amount of BTUs. You know, so you're talking large commercial applications there. Okay. And Arthur, I think you wanted to talk about, you know, what what are are we going to see in the near future for this? Well, so we're always listening to our customers and collecting feedback on, on what they would like to see in our products. Um, so if, if you look at our, our contractors, um, they're mostly interested in how easy our water heaters are to install. Um, so trying to make our heat pumps easier, you know, faster to install, but also be able to fit in a, 
a larger variety of spaces in the home to make it you know more applicable to potentially multifamily than it is today. Uh-huh. On the, the homeowner side, kind of the other aspect of our customer base, um, really looking to improve our efficiency to save them you know more and more money a year, uh, improve the, the water heater performance in terms of how much hot water they can get out of the water heater. Um, and then also building in some of the the connectivity and like connected home aspects, letting them integrate their water heater into the rest of their their uh, lifestyle. Okay, good, good. I do want to ask you about that as well. But um, before we do that, another question I had in my mind was, uh, and I think Arthur, you brought up uh, the Pacific Northwest utilities in the Pacific Northwest. I'm thinking a little bit more of an aggressive standpoint on this. Uh, it, you want anything kind of the market as frequency? We are rebate utilities. We encourage the adoption of things. What's going on with uh, with utility incentives in this market? How are rebate working? I, I would say you know, utilities are really driving down the residential space to start. Over the last couple of years, we've seen an explosion in uh, utility incentive towards heat pump water heaters. Um, and this has done a great deal to offset some of the additional upfront cost for picking up a heat pump versus a standard electric. So for most of our customers, a water heater replacement is an unexpected expense, maybe something you haven't planned for or budgeted for. Um, so that first cost, that upfront cost is very important. Uh, but we've seen utilities be really successful and in some cases actually made a heat pump less expensive to pick than a standard electric. And when they do that, they see huge adoption. So everybody wins at that point. The homeowner saves money. They get a great water heater. They have a lower operating cost in the future. And the utility has has seen some return in terms of you know, higher efficiency appliances going into the home. Sure, sure. Arthur, um, you just mentioned briefly about connectivity and the Internet of Things. It's always top of mind when <laughs> we go to trade shows. It seems like more and more people are, are bringing this to market. And obviously it only makes sense when you have a iPhone in your pocket that uh, has so much firepower uh, that just uh, beyond belief sometimes when you think about what you can do uh, with a simple iPhone and in case with the internet. So what what's going on with uh, IoT with uh, water heaters? I mean, it, it's a, is it on par with anything else I've seen for a traditional tank or tankless model? So it, it's probably on par with, with other connected water heaters you've seen. Um, we're actually just about to launch them connected residential heat pump models and really trying to make sure that the connectivity aspect is valuable to our customers. Um, so we've, we've paired that with other things like included uh, with leak detection. So if there's water sensor around the water heater, you can get notified through your phone. Something they should pay attention to. Did you say that's coming to market or is on market right now? The leak detection. I'd say coming to market in the next couple of weeks. Really? Okay. A little yeah. preview. That is interesting because you know, I, I was just thinking, well, you, you turn it on, you turn it off, you increase the temperature, lower whatever you wanted to do. But uh, detection, obviously, you know, with water use. <laughs> yeah, certainly cool. we've got all the, those controls built okay. in, uh, but really kind of bring some additional features to make it valuable. So that, the leak detection is certainly one. The other would be for customers um, whose utilities have variable pricing or where the pricing varies throughout the day. Right. They can actually send that data pricing schedule to the water heater, and it can choose when it's most cost-effective to heat to save them additional money. Really? Um, so we think that's that's really beneficial, you know. Yeah, that that's not very interesting. And again, Arthur, is that another um, feature that's coming in a matter of weeks, or likely detection, or is it going to be a little longer? It's it will roll out with that same launch. 
Really? Okay. So we've already updated our AO Smith app uh-huh. um, with this functionality and now just making sure the water heater has the connectivity piece. Oh, very interesting, Arthur. Uh, Dan, uh, I don't want to leave commercial out. Is there anything uh, to talk about with uh, IoT uh, in uh, a commercial uh, setting? Yeah, at this time, no. Um, we do have some connectivity on our high-efficiency water heaters and boilers. With the heat pump line, we opted to come probably back in, in, in a later date and add that. We, we wanted to get this product out to have a solution for our customers, you know, to get our feet wet in the in, in this market since it is we are new to that side of the industry and then come again, you know, as Lockenbar always does, we, you know, we're always updating our products, getting feedback from our customers. So we wanted to uh, get a product out there to get some knowledge base and then be able to reach out to our customers and, and get feedback on what they want. And, and then that's the plans to add that in our uh, say, you know, next update or next round of revisions to the, to the heat pump line. Okay, good, good. Well, that's a good segue to my next question. And Dan, we can start with you too, if you'd like. You know, again, keep in mind the people listening to this podcast are going to be engineers and contractors. Um, so we can kind of break uh, the answers into those two groups if you'd like. But you know, what 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 do people understand uh, about this type of equipment? That they do need to understand. Yes. So if if we look at it, you know, from from the contractor side, these these heat pumps are going to install just like the for circulation water heaters that they're installing today to tank. All the refrigeration is self-contained. It's, it's a, like a package system. So a few of the contractors I've talked to have been a little hesitant because they don't have refrigeration experience, but that's not really anything they need to worry about. It, it's a sealed system and, and it's going to install just like a product would today, um, the piping between the tank. you know. So there's really really no learning curve for them as far as the installation. Now, if they want to get into the troubleshooting, you know, that may be different, you know, down the line as far as to determine if it's a a, a water issue or refrigeration issue, but that's nothing they'll have to worry about uh, during the install. And I think really the biggest hurdle, or like I said previously, is when we're talking to the engineers that needing to understand the amount of storage is needed or when they're specifying and designing these jobs. You know, we're seeing several tanks. It could be 200-gallon tanks, 400-gallon tanks, but, but there's usually multiple tanks on a job, which not a lot of commercial buildings have that space currently, you know, because obviously space equals money. You know, billable money, right? They got to be able to build build out that floor space. So that store, they don't always get a lot of mechanical room. A lot of times, if anybody's been in the mechanical room, they're trying to, you know, squeeze, you know, as much stuff in one little space as they can, which makes it difficult, you know, down the line when, when stuff's getting serviced. But that's kind of the world we live in. And, and installers listen, they understand what, what that is. But um, so there's not a whole lot they need to learn. I think it's just, you know, how it gets applied. And that's part of what we've started to do and are going to continue to do to educate people. Yeah, fair enough. Arthur, anything to add in terms of the residential side of things? Uh, what what contractors you know don't understand that they really should understand a little bit more about uh, when they think about this product? So I would say any anybody who can install a standard electric water heater should be able to install a residential heat pump. Okay. As Dan mentioned, you know they're designed as a sealed system. We're not an expecting anyone to be comfortable or, or need to work on any of the refrigerant system. Mm-hmm. And they're really just two differences that I would have them keep in mind. The one we've, we've already spoken to the space requirement, uh, but we do, we do have some recommendations in terms of how much space is around the water heater for it to operate. And then the other one is that the, the heat pump will produce liquid condensate while it operates. And that does need to be drained okay. for, for 
contractors who are familiar with gas, water heaters, or other appliances, it's not acidic, so it doesn't need to be treated or neutralized before it uh, gets drained. But really, those are the only two differences. Okay. How a heat pump gets installed in the standard electric. And I'm thinking about the, the line that came out July. I don't know, it's not been that long. Have you heard any feedback from engineers and contractors about the, the new line that you both introduced in July? Yeah, I mean, so we've done, um, you know, several webinars, uh, different engineering firms, and, you know, have received good feedback as far as being, you know, you know, a front runner out there offering uh, the, the new technology, getting into the industry. Um, you know, one thing we've always heard is a lot of times there's not a lot of good information for them to be able to to choose these products correctly, to to size them correctly. And that's really been our goal is get information out in front of them, to get the training out in front of them so they can feel comfortable uh, designing these. Because at the end of the day, you know, they're the ones stamping these jobs, signing off on them. So they want to feel comfortable uh, with the information they get. So that that's one thing that we've been told, we've, you know, we've done a good job on and is going to continue to do is try to get that information and make it available to them. Uh, you know, we're still everything that we're working on, you know, is still in the design process. So uh, hopefully, you know, if you ask me that question, you know, in a few more months, we'll have a better response on how, how everything's going, you know, of course. on the field. But yeah, I mean, great response and a lot of interest uh, so far. Good. Aren't there any anything to add on that front? We don't have any residential models that are quite as new as, as Dan's products. Reception for ours has been great. You know, there's a ton of buzz about heat pumps right now in residential installations. Right. And so, you know, a lot of use of our existing product and, and feedback that we're turning into new products. And uh, Dan, you brought up a webinar. Um, I haven't been to Lockenberg for many years, but I know, you know, there'll be a training facility there. Arthur, I was in Tennessee, what, a couple of years ago when you revamped your training center. Do you have anything coming out uh, that contractors and or engineers should know about? Sure. It sounds like you've seen our training lab. Yes. And we've really built out our digital training capabilities. Uh, absolutely gorgeous stuff. So we have a, a website, university.hotwater.com, okay. uh, where we publish a ton of videos on all of our products. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are certainly videos specifically around our, our heat pump water heaters, those on the installation side as, as well as kind of maintenance and troubleshooting. So uh, you mentioned the residential is not as new as uh, the commercial, but it, uh, are there residential heat pump water heating training modules, I guess, online at, uh, at the website right now? There are, yes. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's some focused on installation as well as focused on service and repair. And Dan, uh, is there anything uh, to add in, in terms of commercial? Yeah, so our, you know, all of our learning is done through Lock and Bar U, and we have videos on there for pretty much all of our products. Um, you know, we're currently doing the development for the, for the heat pump products, um, and obviously we've we've got multiple trainings that we're, we're getting out as we can. You know, since all the stuff that's kind of happened in the world today, you know, we used to bring customers in on a regular basis, so. Really adapting uh, additional training, like webinars, instead of just what's available on Lock and Bar U. Yeah. Uh, well, good. One last question to wrap things up, and you've answered this question in a couple different places here. But again, if I'm a contractor and I'm really new to heat pump water heaters, and you know how it is in this industry, you're kind of tried and true to the old uh, old way of doing things, and you don't want to really think about anything new. You know, if, I, if I'm a contractor and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of hidebound in my uh, thought process. Arthur, what would you say uh, 
to this person, this contractor, to try to, I guess, persuade them to uh, uh, think about making their next job a heat pump water heater instead of a tank, for example, an old-fashioned tank. Well, in a lot of ways, the train has left the station on heat pump technology, but that's where we're headed as an industry. Yeah. And so really just trying to get ahead of that and, and collect, you know, become the expert within your own area right. for your customers. Good, good. And Dan, on the uh, commercial side of things, if I'm a contractor and I still kind of on the fence about these things, uh, what, would you, what would you say to me? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree exactly with what Arthur said. I mean, it, you know, at least on the commercial side, it offers, you know, a unique uh, solution that they can take back to their customer that probably their competition's not using uh, currently. So as I said, kind of get ahead of that, become your, res- you, you know, your resident expert in your area, in your market, you know, and, and plant the flag for your company. I, I think that's where they can take advantage of this because, you know, where this is starting to take place, you know, out in California now, it's going to be spreading across the country. They may not be hearing about it now. But if they take that solution, become the subject matter expert, you know, it's always going to be positive for them when it does reach their area. Yeah, sure. Well, that's a good way to end it, I think. Is there anything I haven't asked about uh, this subject that you'd like to bring up? Arthur, Dan, uh, either one of you guys, have anything else on your mind? Not for me. All right. No, I, I think we covered good. a lot of stuff here. All right, perfect. Well, again, thanks for taking time today to, to join us. and. Uh, Hopefully we'll see you at uh, AHR, but you know it's becoming more and more of a <laughs> a wonder if that's going to happen. Uh, uh, I know there's some talk about moving it to what March, I think, is what them they're kind of debating it. But uh, hopefully it'll happen, and we'll see it there, I guess, for commercial. And uh, we'll hope for the best. But again, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Well, it's been nice talking to you as well. Thanks, Arthur. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Thank you.